This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. An eight-year wait for a trip to Turf Moor comes to an end in brutal and bruising fashion as Teller and Co. quite simply take the mick. Luton Town up next and crikey, it's a big one at Deepdale. Morning mate, you're a bit tired. Not too bad, actually. Um, slightly better than expected after watching the Super Bowl last night, as we record this on Monday morning-ish. Got to go into the early afternoon. Um, but yeah, all in all, I'm uh, I'm okay in in terms of tiredness. Were you Eagles or Chiefs? Um, I was Chiefs, but I can't claim to have a massive allegiance to either. It was no. just... Um, it was just who everybody else was supporting. I'm not a massive NFL fan, but I was no, kindly I think invited. No, but um, I was kindly invited around to one of my good pals, and he put on a great show. Um, and obviously, he's got a reputation for doing so. So I thought I'd um, I'd gladly accept the invitation. It was brilliant. We had a really good night. Can you see yourself going to Tottenham to go and watch it? I would never say never. Um, I wouldn't say no if people had organised it, and it was a bit of a you know, a bit of a do, but um, I wouldn't go on my own, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I wouldn't choose to go on my own, but look, if people enjoy watching NFL, good luck to them. Would you make a Rihanna? Very, very good. You don't, you forget you don't how realize, many songs, yeah. don't you? Yeah. I was just about to say, how many classics? Um, my, my favourite is All of the Lights. Um, well, it takes absolutely. you back to a nice time on Deep Bale, doesn't it? Yes, and also to say it's about some great nights watching Kel Brook, uh, the boxer. Yeah, of course. It's, it's got to be the the greatest walk-on song known to man. It was a great choice by Kel Brook, uh, and obviously he was around at the time when it was a big hit. Um, yeah, you you don't quite realise just how many classics she's got, and uh, and I really enjoyed her halftime show. Turns out she's pregnant. She did it all pregnant. Um, if you if you scroll through Twitter during a performance, it was it was everybody going into a frenzy whether Rihanna was pregnant, and uh, and we later got confirmation that she is. So 
if you are listening to this podcast, Rihanna, massive <laughs> congratulations from both me and George. Um, <laughs> and if you're not, congratulations. Yeah, one of the greats. On to something not so positive. We try and look at things uh, in a positive way and put some humour on it, but there's nothing fun about losing 3-0 at Burnley, is there? If we're honest, it was a pretty tough day. Absolutely, yeah. It was um, it was a massive wake-up call, if nothing else, because when we were growing up, George, in the sort of early noughties, they tended to be our rivals, Burnley, didn't they? Because Blackburn... Um, were in the Premier League, Blackpool were in the doldrums, um, and the Clarets and us were were constantly in the Championship, and and to look at the disparity between the two clubs now is frightening. But they should never be as ahead as they are. You know, a packed house playing sparkling Championship football atmosphere was brilliant. In fairness. Um, a North End added to that as well in terms of their away support. But obviously, when you when you're well beaten, North End weren't even the second best team on that pitch on Saturday. Like there was only one team on that pitch. They were absolutely hammered from from whistle one. Tactically, completely done. You know, the playing eleven at Burnley uh, compared to ours is so stark. It's it's untrue. And I know they've been in the Premier League. And I know they've had the parachute money, but it's still frightening just how. Just the gulf between the two clubs. It was a little bit emotional, actually, and it's not even it's not even to do with uh, losing the game particularly because nobody goes to turf more and wins. It seems, but the hardest aspect of the day to take, in my view, was just how far ahead they are, and it's Burnley. Like it's Burnley, um, and that's hard to take. Yeah. Nailed it there. These two teams have always felt so close to each other, haven't they? You know, the days of Blake and McCann and Patterson felt a long, long way away on Saturday. It was like, wow, Preston players were on that pitch, but it was like they were getting taught how to play football in 2023, weren't it? It, was, it wasn't It was even... That second half was like, wow. And yeah, proper schooling, proper, proper lesson for us. And it's like, I remember going to Fulham last year and... You know, Fulham are obviously a big club, pay a lot of money, and it was like, this is how far away you are from the Premier League, and it was like that again on Saturday. It was like you've never felt it's never felt so bloody far away. Fair play yeah. to them; they're a completely different outfit, and as you say, it's one club that's moved with the times, and one that's just bloody stuck doing what it's always done. And you can say they've spent all that money in the summer, but they've actually earned that money by getting into the Premier League in the first place with a lot of you know, British players and old school Burnley did it the hard way and they've earned the right to be where they are now and it's um, a club on the up. We've not played him for eight years and I suspect we probably won't play him again for that amount of time because it pains you to say but they're only going one way, aren't they? Absolutely. You can you can argue that it's a derby uh, but you can no longer argue didn't that it's feel a like rivalry. a derby, did it? Yeah, didn't feel like, no. well, yeah, didn't feel like a rivalry. It's, it's by no means a rivalry anymore. There's one there's one club on an absolute upward trajectory and the other, wow, well, it's been well documented, hasn't it? Um, uh, but the key date to note is that the playoffs of 2009, we were in those playoffs. Burnley were in those playoffs and they obviously won. They beat uh, they beat Reading. We um, we got beat by Sheffield United and the rest is history. Wayne Elliott scored their only goal at Wembley and they're up. Um, 
And back then, and when they were in the Premier League the first couple of times, because they've been up numerous times, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and they've won the championship, and they're going to win it again. Um, it really is a, a really nicely run football club. And that's so annoying, because it's Burnley, it could be us, but you've got to sort of move away from that. And they used to... Uh, the football team used to reflect like the community, it used to mirror the community. And I, I used to love that about Burnley, uh, begrudgingly. And um, and the, and <laughs> and then you carry on that arc to where they are now, and it's 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 nothing like the community. They've come all the way from playing. It's a lazy, lousy term, but working class stuff to now this real high end. Total football. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I was really impressed with Burnley. I know we're not very good. Let's have it right. We spoke about our squad last week about how unexciting it is, how slow, how how drab it is. Stiff. Um, there's, there's none of that in East Lanks at Burnley. Um, yeah. If you're watching that every week, you'd have to pinch yourself. Burnley fans are watching that every week from their from their own team. They've got players like Nathan Teller pulling on the shirt. It's um, it's incredible. Um, and it is, I suppose it's the model of how to run a football club, really. Um, because in 2009, they were they were a bit like us, like we've spoken about, you know, no huge investment, a lot of local, well, not local, but homegrown players, and they um, and they achieved the promised land. And, they, and they've never really looked back since. You know, they've backed the methods, and they, okay, they came down a couple of times, uh, but they learned from that, and... Uh, Kudos to him. Lucky, yeah. lucky gets. <laughs> yeah, hard not to be impressed. What did you? What were you feeling when you were arriving at Turf Moor? Did you have any hope? Were you kind of well, the atmosphere was that? It was well, good when the teams came out. It was it, good. Wasn't it, it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody was remotely confident. No. Which which occasionally can be a good thing because it can be typical North End to turn up at these places and win, but. It became apparent very, very soon that we'd be getting absolutely nothing out of that game. Um, they were just light years ahead of us. I tweeted yeah, it, but I miss wingers. How good were them too? Like, well, yeah, wow. I mean, tactically it was brilliant because the wingers were hogging the flanks like right, right on the line, which created a ridiculous space in midfield. Like you'd have thought that. Uh, the, uh, the Clarets had about eight men in that midfield. Did they, they easily kept the ball? Ledson and Woodburn. I'm sorry, just not up to that level at all. You know, like they may be okay, bog standard Championship players, but they're nowhere near the level of Burnley. I felt for them. It was it was genuinely like watching Year 11s against Year Eights at school on the yard. Year Eights getting nowhere near the ball in midfield. And then you've got um, Alan Brown, who's a makeshift uh, a right back, up against a quality winger, Brady. I think I think we're better. I think we're better with Brady in the team. But uh, when he comes up against quality like that, he's incredibly exposed. All in all, man for man, all over the pitch, we were absolutely spanked. Um, there's no other way for it. No, no other way of. Um, of of trying to gloss it up, we yeah. were absolutely battered from pillar to post. In the end, three 0 was actually you get out of there and you think we've not been completely shamed, but it could have been bloody more, couldn't it? 
they started to jeer well, yeah. us in the second half when we had like tame headers at goal and stuff. And it was it was a bit like a bloody embarrassment, weren't it? Of wow, we're yeah. this and you're that. But the top for a reason. It's hard. To, it's hard. You got to try and remind yourself of that that they are streets ahead of the rest. I think they're miles better than Sheffield United. To be fair, even though the points aren't hugely different, but there's always a way to lose, isn't there? And my word, like we had nothing at all. No, and it became apparent quite early that the that the wing backs that we play just had to clatter one of their wingers, just had to whiz one into the stand, hard tackle, goal, take everything. Um, yeah. And we never did. It was always trying to jockey them elsewhere, trying to stand them up. It just doesn't work. And they will beat They've you. They've got the run on you. Oh, they, they sluiced past Alan Brown. I, I, I really felt for Alan Brown because it was so apparent to me that you've got to play Alan Brown in the middle in this game. I thought so games you can, Yeah. So there's games you can get away with, with having Brown at right wing back. Uh, but Brad Potts... So, okay, he's limited at right wing back, and we know that. But in these sort of games, he's quite effective. Like I recall uh, West Brom at home a couple of years ago, midweek, uh, when they were going up. Uh, and Potts, uh, he came in, and it was quite a surprise pick. Uh, but he was brilliant. Uh, and obviously Brown, well, he's better than Woodburn uh, in the 10 trying to press. Uh, Johnson can't even get in the squad, which is um, absolutely shambolic. I don't care what you think of Daniel Johnson, whether you think he's on too much money, whether you think he's lazy, whether you think he's limited, whether you think he's not as good anymore. Come on now. We've got Ben Ben Woodburn playing in the 10 and Daniel Johnson's not even in the 18. I mean, what the hell must Daniel Johnson be thinking watching this? He must be thinking, get me to the summer and get me out of this. Get me out of this thing. What a bitter end this has been. What a servant Daniel Johnson's been for North End. Um, and he can't even make the 18 in the game against Burnley that Ben Woodburn started. His head's after roll at that. Come on now. Like, what, what are we Not doing? Not just DJ's head either. The rest of them. They'll be thinking, what yeah. on earth? Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I'd be confident that the other 23 managers in the championship would start Johnson in every game. I thought I'd this was a game to really get you experienced players out there Whiteman, Brown Johnson, Potts and just try and get something but we oh my god that team came out and they're all honest lads but I looked at the midfield and I looked at the wing backs and I thought how on earth are we going to get anything from this and it proved to be the case but you know for Johnson now you'd, you'd be gobsmacked if he's not completely mentally checked out and sacked it off because I think he strikes you as somebody that'll feel really disrespected by getting left out of a game like that. And, and every, every right to be, to be fair. Yeah. He's not scored this season. He's not played as well as he can, but come on, like you say. He's barely played, though. Started like, 13 games, I think. Yeah. It's not a pretty end. Like, this guy's been great uh, for North End. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously upsetting more than anything. Uh, but just going back to that win... Uh, at Turf Moor uh, the last time we were there actually uh, and they were top of the league then uh, but I'd wager that this team obviously is better than that team but uh, the Burnley team that is but you just look at that North End team and uh, just going back to that um, experience point you made we had Hunts we had Clark uh, we had Welsh I think Garner Galley like um, other than Galley who was a 
a, a wonderful footballer. The rest are quite limited, really. But like they had every ingredient you'd ever want in a player in a derby game. You know, Hunts and Clark would have jumped in a bus to stop it from going in the net. That's how committed they were. And I don't really... It's not a commitment thing. It was just a golfing class. Like, you couldn't... You couldn't level other than that they're not trying out on the pitch. No. But but you've got to have that that steel within you to acknowledge, okay, you're better than us, but but your 90 minutes is going to be absolute hell against me. I'm going to kick yeah, you yeah. all day. I'm going to I'm going to perform the dark arts. We never did that all afternoon. No. Um, you know, it's a phrase used quite often about us, like being shit houses. But we're not that anymore. I don't we're really know what much. we are. No, we're not, that's it. This is the issue. I think we're, what what we're we now twelve thirteen. And not many Preston fans would mind that if you had a real no, no. kind of identity or strategy and you could see, right, this is how we're doing it. We won't win every week, but you know what you're going to come and see. There's none of that, is there? No. And on the flip side to that, uh, to remain balanced, of course, um, it was only the fourth away defeat of the season, um, yeah. which is which is mind-boggling. You watch that on Saturday... And if you were told that you don't, that this is only the fourth time you've been beaten on the road, and you hadn't watched a, a game all season, you'd be utterly perplexed. You'd be saying, you know, they're lucky to uh, avoid defeating four games on the road. It was, um, it was a tough watch. A Wednesday's game now is just massive, isn't it? Yeah, I know we we played Blackburn off the park, played some really good stuff at Norwich, but just having a look here, Stoke, Birmingham, Reading. Huddersfield when Cunningham scored, Coventry when Reese scored, and Luton obviously unbelievable goal from Potts. You don't look back on many of them and think we went there and completely bossed it, which maybe Preston are never going to do in the Championship. But it was that graft and grit, weren't it, that got us over the line in, in most of those games? Yeah, and but that, Burnley were just too good for that. Yeah, and um, let's have it right. I mean, you don't. That's not a bad thing that you graft into uh, no. away wins. And not at all, but but the issue is is that uh, when you go back home, you're getting beat, or you're not like looking remotely like you're at home on the front foot. It's difficult. Everything just just appears laborious and you know rotten, really. What was the away end like? Uh, it was good at the start. There were there were arguments around where I was uh, between supporters who have had enough and supporters who are looking at the bigger picture, seeing us 12th, you know, we've been really good on the road. We're going um, at 1-0 at half-time and and nothing's lost at that point. And you're sort of thinking that you're in the game still-ish at 1-0 at half-time. So, you know, they're they're willing to um, applaud them off and try and get them going. Uh, But, yeah, there were arguments. Um, I think there's a lot of apathy as well, though. Like well, I've seen a few expected. people saying when the whistle went, they didn't really feel anything. No. And I, I was, I know this job probably changes you a bit, but I was, I felt like that a bit. Yeah. Blackpool was horrible. I felt sick there, but yeah, um, it was party time, wasn't it? In the home, in the home end, obviously they were chanting about ten wins on the trot, and they were gloating and they were giving it, you know, big licks uh, to the away fans. But yeah. I must admit, it it didn't wind me up. I didn't get that feeling. I didn't get the the fire adrenaline in me to, you know, to no, buy that back. rage. Yeah, no, I know what you yeah. mean. It, you're just looking over and thinking, 
I just wish that my football club was a little bit like yours at the moment. But you wouldn't swap it for the world, would you? Press Never. until we die, aren't we? Well, it'd be quite tempting for some supporters to swap. And I don't <laughs> what was it like at full time? Just had some people left. Yeah, quite a few had left at three nil. Um, of that, that I went. So a few were going to Hebden Bridge for a drink after the game, and it's a pretty decent drink, Hebden Bridge, isn't it? So, see Tommy Lee uh, Royce, not watch Happy Valley. Sorry, miles away. No apologies. Never mind. Um, although it is on my list. Get it watched. Of, unreal. Of, of programs that I do need to watch. So yeah, I mean you're not. I said till the uh, to, uh, to the end, but you you know you can't blame anybody for leaving. <laughs> That's how going. Uh, and then they nearly had a fourth, didn't they? Yeah, there were boos. There was a lot of. There's a lot of people just stood there, arms arms out, wondering what what the hell that was, really. And yeah, of course, there were a lot of people just just flat, dejected, empty, done. Alan Brown's obviously come out and said a lot after the game. Um, he had to take to Twitter just to clarify his comments and stuff yesterday. What did you make of it? He wears his heart on his sleeve, Brown, doesn't he? I don't think he's I absolutely have. brilliant with the media, Alan Brown. Yeah, I um, made sure I didn't misquote anything he said with that tweet because it that can happen on Twitter. I think that'd be unfair to sort of take his honesty and that for for granted. But that is literally word for word what his what his opening answer was. And yeah, he just uh, he's like a fan on the pitch, isn't he, Brown? I think it'd be a, a massive loss if he was ever to to leave. I know his performances are up and down, but he's one of the few that's left that knows what. Preston has been like in the past when things are going well and I feel like he's still trying to bring that out of everybody else um, and probably misses it as well. Yeah, there's a reason why why every time there's um, a tough defeat uh, that Alan Brown's on media duty uh, because he won't hide away from anything. He won't come out and make excuses. He won't he won't come out and, um, and use his media training and say, look, you know, the top of the league one. And nine games on the spin before today, and you know it's always tough coming to these places. No, not a bit of it. Um, and that's what you want to hear as a supporter, isn't it? You don't want these excuses. You just want the players to come out, be honest, and just say, "Look, you know they were better than us." Um, and I don't care really what what he had, what he came out with on Twitter after. Uh, it was damning that uh, of the manager. If you're managing, you're not. You can't be impressed at it that your skipper's coming out and saying that. But it was absolutely warranted. We all knew that anyway. Everyone knew that that, that Burnley were better, both um, playing-wise and tactically. It was there for everybody to see. He's not come out and said um, anything particularly incredible, has he? Yeah, I, he gets a lot of stick, Brown. I, I think he's a proper cap. I really like him. And, you know, he, he got... Um, some criticism uh, for not acting like a captain uh, on the pitch. I always wonder just how much, like, what, what does that they mean want from people? I don't really know. Well, what they got they want sent off people. at Blackpool trying to start a, a fight yeah. and stuff. Everyone always talks about, you know, like Gregan and Welsh and you know those sort of generals in midfield. Generals they were all part of a team this, that was. Context. There, were, there yeah. could have been six or seven captains in them teams. Absolutely, yeah. Tom Clark's another. And I'm just not sure what you want your right wing back to do. Um, it could have, it could have clattered the winger earlier, I suppose, or or, or at all in the game. Um, 
But you know, you go in the book for that, and then and then what do you want him to do then? Do you want him to do it again and get sent off? I, mm. I don't know. He I said to me that he, he, he heard a few shouts about Zaruri, and he literally said, "I would have got near him if I could." And there's some honesty that really in it. It's like, yeah, fair play, fronting up to yeah. it. He's a midfielder at the yeah. end of the day. He is, and he's a much better midfielder than we had in the midfield at the weekend. And he has got the ingredients to be a decent enough right wing back, but ultimately, as we spoke about earlier on, in those in those sort of games against better opposition, you. You've got to just go back to the bread and butter, the basics, really. Um, and we got massively found out. Yeah. Don't know what prompted that tweet, but he's obviously felt the need to come out and say something. Um, but I think there was no fans slagging him off for what he said, were they? They were all no. really kind of replied to it saying, please don't change. We, we really like how sort of honest you are. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think anybody had a problem with that at all. No. Um, maybe the managers had... had I just had a quick word and said, it's a bit rum that Alan maybe. I'm not sure. Luton up next. This is a tough game. Luton a four. Very tough game. I tell you what, they're going to have to play well on Wednesday because they're on there in good nick. It's a really hard game. And then Forget when this, like, it could be a, it's, oh, we're back at home and this is the this is a nice game for us to sort it out. This is this is going to be hard. Yeah, it's, um, it's tempting to say it doesn't get any easier, but it, I suppose it is slightly easier. And they go into Burnley, but it's not by a great deal. Um, yeah, uh, really hard game, high flying losing town, um, and we're back at the dreaded Deepdale. Um, most learned observers here would be t- tipping an away win and a comprehensive one at that. Um, and nobody would be surprised if that transpired. Um, it's a massive game for the manager. Um, because it's fair to say that people are coming to the end of the tether, rightly or wrongly. I'm not 100% Ryan Lowe out. I would never call him out at this stage. Because it's, um, you know, we're 12th in the league. You know, we're doing okay on paper. But make no mistake, this is a big game for the manager. There's people getting increasingly agitated by it. Um, and... You know, I can imagine easier games that Ryan Lowe would have uh, wanted to plump for than inviting Luton to Deepdale. High-flying Luton. Yeah, we've said he gets a result when he needs one most, and we're certainly at that point now. Six defeats in the last nine, three wins, six points off the playoffs. For me, I've sat the playoffs off now. don't know about you, but I just, we've, not, we've not been good enough, have we? Two points off 18. I sacked them off long ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, and then um, I went on my time hop earlier on, and um, and it's a year ago to the day since. So, uh, I think no. it was Peterborough away. I think oh, was it? my time hop. I think so. Might be wrong. Oh yeah, now. no, that's right. And it start was really early. Yeah, miles off. Archer goal. Um, see his goal on Saturday. No, I've not watched it back now. Well, I've not watched anything. I don't watch highlights for nothing. It beat. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've no interest in watching football at that, at that point. Um, yeah, Peter. Yeah, where were we then? Yeah, and obviously, you know, you're walking out the ground at Peterborough, you know, you've got Cameron Archer up front and 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 this new manager and everything looks rosy and glossy and where could this end up? And here we are 12 months later. <laughs> thinking, crikey, this is a big game for the gaffer at home to Luton. I wouldn't fancy being Ryan Lowe on Wednesday night. He <sighs> must think... Where the hell did it all? This was this was such a good thing. 
So, yeah, massive two games. Hull away after this, and then Wigan. <laughs> yeah, I don't envy him. He either gets the deep nail form sorted or he packs his bags. Just plan for the rest of the day. Not a great deal. We moved Not our gym. Out. No, no, we moved our gym to tomorrow because <clears throat> obviously we had a late night last night. So get a nice early night in tonight and then get it in gym. Take every frustration from the weekend out on on those weights. <laughs> I wish you well. Yeah, likewise. Let's hope um let's hope we're having a slightly more positive chat next Monday. We can um come back and think, what the hell are we talking about? We're back. Luton beat, Hull beat, and we'll give Wigan a good iron and all. <laughs> Up the lights. I believe it when we're doing it. Good day. Keep the faith out there. Come on now. Heads up. We go again. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.